This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. When we learn about the Mishkan, something is astounding, and that is that the measurements of the vessels in the Mishkan, they were so tiny, and they were half measurements. Mishkan is, uh, is Hashem's palace. Imagine building the Havadal Buckingham Palace, and the Queen of England says, okay, how big is the table? It's a few centimeters. We have to bend down to eat. Yeah, how big, how big are the thing? Everything was tiny in the Mishkan. Mishkan is a place of wealth. It's a place of Hashem. It's the majestic Hashem of the whole world. Why was everything tiny? Why was everything so small? Why couldn't they make vision, bigger measurements in the Mishkan and the Besam English? Why do the measurements also have to be halves? You know, like half is so, you know, if you're, if you're so poor, so you measure everything, you know, half makes a difference. But if you're in a, you know, you make it one and a half hours, two and a half hours, make it 20, make it 100 hours. No shortage of gold. But the whole idea of the Mishkan, and this is, this is something that touches upon, we're going to discuss the idea of Kirov, the idea of, it's a very fundamentally Yisod, which we'll just discuss at Bekitza today, but there's a lot of things that branch out from this Yisod. And that is the Mishkan showed us, the Mishkan revealed to us that there's Elikus, that there's godliness, and absolutely everything down here. However small, however insignificant, however hidden, there's godliness in everything. The whole idea of a Mishkan is that Hashem came down and He dwells here. Now, where does He dwell here? He dwells here everywhere. Hashem is here, there, everywhere. Up there, down there. How does the song go? Up and down and all around. Hashem is everywhere. And that's why the measurements were small. You shouldn't think that Hashem only dwells in the big basement, in the big bells of shul. And Hashem's got a minimum measurement of it has to be big enough and it has to be expensive enough. No, Hashem, the idea of a Mishkan is to reveal that Hashem dwells absolutely everywhere. And our everywhere includes even in areas where we think are contrary to the Hashras HaShchina. Hashem is dwelling there as well. Everything in this Bria has Hashem, has the Shechina. Shechina is called Shechina because it's Hashem's dwelling. Shechina means to dwell. It's the godly dwelling, Hashem's presence down here. And that is everywhere in the world. There's not a place, there's not a half a centimeter in the world, anywhere, that does not have Hashem dwelling in there. What does this mean to us on a practical level? First of all, on a practical level, it means to us that we have to know for ourselves that we have the Shechina, we have a Neshama, which is part of Hashem dwelling within us. And that Neshama is, 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 is thirsty for Ruchni, is thirsty for passion. We have to know to what degree, we have to make a Chajman and Nefesh, to what degree are we feeding our own soul? To what degree do we have Rachmanus on our own Neshama that's inside us? The Neshama is 24-7 thirsting for spirituality. How much are we feeding him? To what degree are we, Mekayim, performing the mitzvah of Achnasus to our own soul that's within us? Take not a day in Yeshiva, but take a day when you're in America and think, how many times a day did you feed your Neshama? Your neshama is, 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 is thriving all the time for ruchnis. And a person even is not learning all the time. You don't, you don't only feed your neshama when you learn and you daven. You feed your neshama when you walk in the street with Shmir Sinaim. You feed your neshama when you make a proper bracha. You feed your neshama, even if you're in an airport, you're in a, on an airplane, you're in a place which is so contrary to Kedusha, but then you feel, no, I have a neshama inside here, and my behavior in this place is going to decide if I'm feeding my neshama, or am I stabbing my neshama, or am I hurting, or am I injuring my neshama, and the whole world is like that. We have to look out the window and we have to feel a terrible Rachmanus, a mercy on the Shechina that's everywhere here in the world. And to what degree are we helping him, feeding him? 
That's the Mishkan. The Mishkan was tiny measurements because the Shechina is Shoira everywhere in this tiniest place. And our Avoida is, wherever we go, is to feed it. Our Avoida is to feed it. Our Avoida is to, to give it nourishment, to give it Ruchnis, to give spirituality wherever we're going. Not just to ourselves, to give spirituality to the place. Wherever we are, there's an Avoida. Wherever we are, there's a, if Hashem put us here, it means He wants us to feed the Shechina. He wants us to feed and nurture the Shechina that's around us. The Shechina is everywhere. And you look at the, that we live in a world today where most of the world is so contrary to everything that the Shechina stands for. Imagine the tsar, imagine the pain of the Shechina. When a person goes into Kirov, what's the purpose of going to Kirov? Because you've got a job? The purpose of going to Kirov is because when you see a secular Jew, your heart should go out with mercy on this guy's neshama that's inside him. This guy's got a neshama that's thirsty. And he's not feeding his neshama for years. He hasn't given his neshama one spoon of vitamin. He is injuring and stabbing his neshama all the time. You don't feed Rahmanas. You have to go out of your mind, out of mercy for that person. When you see a secular Jew, he must go out of your mind for mercy. Thinking that this guy's carrying Hashem inside him. And where is he taking Hashem? That's the idea of God. That's the idea of helping another Jew. And it's not only Kirov in terms of secular Jews. You guys are friends in school. And you guys have tasted what it means to feed your neshama. You guys have tasted what it means to connect to your neshama. To connect to the God, to, to Hashem that's inside you. And these people have no idea. You must have so much mercy on them. Help them. Send out the Torah to them. Tell them how much you care for them. Tell them how great it is to learn and to daven, to get up in the morning with purpose in life. Have mercy. Knowing that the Shekhinah is everywhere. This is the whole story of Purim of Esther HaMelka. Esther is the Shekhinah. A lot of sources, I'm not going to the sources now, but Esther represents the Shekhinah HaKadoshah. And where Esther has to be, she's going to go to the worst places. She's going to marry Achashverosh. She's going to be, become bound and one. With Achashverosh, which means that the Shechina is going to go down, down to the worst places. And the chapter in Tehillim, that's talking about Purim. The chapter that says, Keli, Keli, Lomaz Avtoni, Chazal say that Esther was passing in the palace of Achashverosh and she had to pass through a room which was full of idols. And she feels, this is where I have to be. And she calls out to Hashem. I can't be here. Don't forsake me. Take me out of here. That's the voice of the Shechina that's calling out to the whole world all the time. Everywhere where Esther goes, Esther's an example of, of the Shechina that's traveling, that's a nomad in this world. And we feed the Shechina. The Normani Melach has a beautiful marshal of a king that's out hunting at night. And he loses his guards. There's a rain like there is here outside. And he loses sight of his guards and he's hunting in the forest. And they lose him because it's foggy and it's raining. And the king, the mighty king, who has a palace of 300 rooms, and he's stuck on his horse, alone. Alone. And he sees a light, and he goes to the light. And it's a, you know, a, a peasant, a poor farmer's house, a shack. He knocks on the door, it's pouring with rain. And this old woman, you know, dressed like, you know, once upon a time, this old poor peasant woman. He says, I'm the king, I'm freezing, I'm drenched to my core. And she brings him inside, and she says, you know what, you look, I'm going to give you the mamish, I'm going to cook my meal, the best meal, a royal meal that you've ever had. And she takes out her wooden, smelly pot, or her earthenware pot, and she cooks him a half a potato. And she cooks a bit of water, dirty water, in a dirty pan, and gives it to him on a little earthenware mug. 
Ah, for the king, a half a hot potato and hot water. It's mechayim. It's mechayim. Says the Nomeli Melech, the Shechin is wandering today in this world, in the world that doesn't recognize Hashem. The Shechin is waiting for Hachnos Hazorachim. It's waiting for us to give him a half a potato. It's waiting for our mitzvahs. It's waiting for our tefillahs. We have to feed. We have to feed. Wherever matzav you're in, you have to realize you have to feed your neshama. You have to feed the world with ruchnes around you. Even if you're not in the mood, even if you feel you're really spiritually bad place, take out a chumash and start saying the words. Start reading psukim slowly. Ve'ato, tetzavez, b'nei Yisrael. Every word you say, you know what you're doing? Your neshama's going, ah, ah, ah. eilecho, shemen. Ah, zai zoch, koses lamol, halas ner tomit. Davin, speak. Feed your neshama. Imagine what tzai your neshama has. And the whole world is like that. That's, that's what the Mishkan represents. That's what the Mishkan represents. The Mishkan reveals that Hashem's presence is down here in the world everywhere. Even in the half measurements. That's the avoida. That's the, the pangs that a person has to have for Mashiach to come. Because a person, every yid, has to feel that he can't take the tsar of the golas hashchina, of the shchinta begalusa. Of the fact that this world has to be, is, is full of Hashem and it's not recognized. And that the Shekhinah is starving in this world. These are the parashas that we have to feel concerned about the presence of Hashem in this world, to make this world into a better world through our Torah mitzvahs. To be more spiritual. When you're more spiritual, you bring more spirituality into the world. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he came to America, he told his Hasidim to learn Mishnayis Balpeh when they go into the streets, because the streets in America are so contaminated. Learn Mishnayis Balpeh. Give, give, give it a bit of spirituality. Feed the Shechina. The Shechina is everywhere. The Shechina is in a Golas. Feed the Shechina. Feed the Shechina. For ourselves, for our fellow Jews. And for the whole world. The whole world has to recognize. The, the world, the oil of is when the whole world recognizes Hashem's sovereignty. We're so far from it. The whole world recognizes Hashem's sovereignty. Here you have the United Nations, Yimach Shemom. Anytime they can do is they condemn, they hate Jews. The whole world should recognize Hashem's sovereignty. Imagine the United Nations all get up and start singing together, Shema Yisrael Hashem and the King Hashem Echad. How far are we from that? But we have to do our little bit. To increase and to increase. So wherever you are, you're in the airport. What can I do for the Shechina here in the airport? How can I feed the Shechina that's stuck here in this airport? Shmir Sinayim. You're down in a mincha with special kavana. And the same thing is when you go on a plane, the same thing as your avoid is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And this is the story of Purim. This is the story when the Jews participated in the Feast of Achashverosh. Such a chil Hashem and such a feeding tumah. Motcha Tzadik goes around and says, you're all Yidin, you're all Yidin, what are you doing over here? You have to, you represent the Shechina in this world. Why are you pulling the Shechina down into these terrible places?
The whole mitzvah matonus levyonim and purim is to give to the poor. Who's the poor? Deeper sources explain the poor is the shechina. Give stocker to the shechina. Feed the shechina. Feed the presence. Feed this world with elikus. Because this world, inside this world, there's so much godliness, there's so much shechina. That's in so much tsar and in so much pain. And Kaviochel is so hungry and so thirsty for a bit of spirituality. We have to do our utmost to help. And that's Chusmas Hashem will be Zorcha to the Gula Bimher Biyameinu Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.